0: and welcome to week two of the retreat now i hope that the first week where we dug really deeply into your personal values has been resonating in a really juicy way for you um because i know that it can be a combination of um uh confronting and challenging and invigorating to to really do that work of digging in to to what your core priorities in life are so Thank you for whatever you've been able to to work through up to this stage. And thank you for showing up. And thank you for sharing so openly as well with me as so many of you have. Now, this week, we're going to to move into looking at the most common reason most of us say that we can't slow down our lives. And that's because we don't have time. It's probably the single biggest piece of pushback I get when I, I talk about slow living. You know, oh, it's nice for you. Uh, but I don't have time and it's true you know time our time is so taken up with both um, commitments and distractions and opportunities and distractions dressed as opportunities that you know things like work and technology and staying connected with family and friends and spending time in our community and commuting and self-care and you know the list is endless of all of the inputs into our life that sometimes, even when you are already examining or, or, or kind of investigating what this idea of slow living could look like in your life, it's hard to find where it will fit in and how it will fit in into a, a real life, which is full of, of lots of good and, and some maybe not so good things that are keeping us really busy. I mean, The reality is there are myriad inputs into our life. Inputs being defined as those things that take up time, energy, and space. Now we could, we could look at life and, and, and pretty much identify everything as an input into our lives. Some of which are in our control and some of which aren't. So instead of looking at life as a very broad topic and a very broad group of inputs and a, you know, a time management and kind of, um, exercise, we're going to narrow our focus on two things inputs specifically that are in our control right now. And more specifically, I'm looking at things such as technology, uh, media and social media, um, and some of our personal um, commitments, be them extracurricular or additional to work kind of commitments, social commitments, things like that. Because this retreat is all about, um, you know, making changes to things that are in our control right now. Uh, Rather than looking at completely reshaping the way we live our lives overnight, uh, which can obviously feel very overwhelming. And those things that I listed, particularly technology, media and social media, are some of the main culprits when it comes to both stealing our time and our contentment. Now, inputs take up time, space, physical, mental, emotional and schedule space and energy. And with that in mind, um, and if you haven't already, I would like you to go to your phone and your computer and take a look at the data that you've been collecting over the last week or two um, with your screen time app. And you should be able to see how many hours a week you have spent on various websites, various apps, various social media platforms. And I'd like you to just um, write those numbers down uh, initially. I don't want you to do anything with that information yet, but I do want you to keep it in the back of your mind as we begin to look at these controllable inputs in our lives. So we're going to step back and really ask ourselves whether these inputs are worth the time, the energy and the attention that we give them and whether the amount of time, energy and attention we give them is in alignment with our values or not. Managing our inputs, even some of them, even one of them, Means that we are becoming more in control of our time and our energy, and by feeling in control of our time and our energy, we reduce that sense of hectic rushing. You know that 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 feeling when when it, it feels as though every drawdown on our time, energy, and attention is not of our choosing. Um, that really does lead to that that sense of hectic, frantic rushing. You know where you're not quite in control of your choices and your actions and your decisions, you're just reacting and choosing one input into your life and regaining control over it and making it clear to yourself that you are actually making choices about that input is one of the best ways to begin to recalibrate what is necessary with those inputs. You know, because again, we can get sucked into what we think we should be doing or what it should look like. Uh, and we don't necessarily pay attention. To whether or not that should is in alignment with our values or our why. We essentially slow ourselves down when we choose to get intentional with our inputs. And this is really one of the first practical tools that I'm going to bring you, uh, bring to you during this retreat. Uh, because I think that even if you apply it to one input in your life during the retreat, it's something that you can come back to over the coming months and years, as you continue to make changes to slow down your life, you can start to really go through the process of questioning, which of these inputs is important. And then looking at very practically what that actually looks like in your day. Uh, You know, Annie Dillard, the, the author says, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. And I don't know about you, but when I think about how I, used to spend my days, particularly when I was operating from a, a, a base of other people's values, you know, not really knowing what was important to me individually, I would spend my days on things that had no bearing on what was important to me. And that meant that I was spending my life on these things that had no bearing <laughs> or importance to me. And looking back on that, that was a devastating realization because I would spend my days um, trying to uh, impress upon people this level of success that I I had you know it was really important to me to to show people that I was doing well and that I was on top of things so I would spend my days not playing with my kids not enjoying uh, you know my ability to be at home with them but racing around ensuring that my house was tidy and that I was presenting a facade of having my life together when the reality was that inside I felt like I was crumbling inside I I never gave time to myself um, for self-care or uh, you know healing or, or paying attention to what was happening I was so obsessed with presenting you know this outward sort of success this outward kind of ease That, uh, you know, that's that was how that was the life I was building a a life of shallow sort of uh, it was a very shiny shallowness, if that makes sense. And I realized when my kids were probably about three or four and two, maybe four and three, how we spend our moments. Is how we spend our days so the moments that I was mindlessly scrolling Instagram for an hour or two hours a day or mindlessly flicking through TV channels or mindlessly sort of half answering emails on my day off or rereading the same news headlines for the tenth time that day those actions add up to a life and that was not a life that I wanted to look back on and as we learned last week there's a difference between knowing our priorities and living our priorities. I'm not sure if that's a realization that you came to, but I know that was probably the most confronting thing about me. Uh, My experience of identifying my, my values was, yes, I felt, I felt liberated. I felt, um, excited to unlock my values and to understand what they were. But the the realization that came on the heels of that was this crushing kind of devastation to recognize that I wasn't living them at all. So, you know, that's, that's really what the Annie Dillard quote brings to me. It brings to me an inspiration to make, um, you know, make positive choices with every moment of my life because it adds up to a life, but it also, you know, brings down there that, that realization that sometimes, we waste moments and those moments continue to add up to a life, whether we're living them or not. So I'd be curious to know if you had that recognition of, of that, that, um, you know, that tension between knowing your values and not living them and how that felt and whether or not you found it inspiring or devastating and and how you chose to move forward from that because it's a bitter pill to swallow. Sometimes I, I get it. You know, in fact, it was, as I said, one of the toughest realizations. That I've made over the past eight years of slowing down, and it was very uncomfortable to acknowledge it. But acknowledging it is the most important step. For it was for me, and it will be for you, because we can then use that knowledge to guide our choices going forward. You know, those pangs in the gut that you get, maybe you got that jolt of, of recognition, um, is is a very useful tool to to draw your attention to when things aren't in alignment. With our values, you know. So use use that pang, use that jolt, uh, because they are they are your intuition, and your intuition is is probably more in tune with those values than you are uh, at the top of your mind at the moment. While it's not necessarily uh, you know second nature to operate within alignment of those values. So we're going to spend some time evaluating our inputs now, and recognizing that we are making choices. All the time with our time and energy every day and if we want to find time to slow down if we want to create space to allow us to live in alignment with our values we need to wake up and we need to realize that so many of those choices are mindless and we're not paying attention when we're making them but that doesn't mean they're not a choice that we're making So if we want to make changes, and I know you do, and I know I do, we've got to start paying attention. So how do we do that? So first let's uh, identify the major inputs into our life. Big one is technology, our computers, our TVs, our phones, our iPads, all of that sort of stuff. We could do an entire week of the retreat just on tech and how to create good boundaries because it is a huge culprit in um, that mindless choice in how we spend our our days. Related to that is social media, which I think is is important enough to pull out as a, a standalone input, uh, because we spend hours a week scrolling, often mindlessly. And what else, you know, what what other values-aligned actions could we be taking in that time instead? How could we better use even half of that time? Is a question that I think we need to ask ourselves. And then there's general media, so news. Papers, websites, blogs, YouTube, documentaries, magazines. We consume so much of this um, in order to stay informed, which is a—it's definitely not a negative trait or a negative goal. Um, we also consume a lot of it in order to be entertained. Again, not a negative thing in and of itself. But so much of what we do is access to needs. Um, you know, How much, as I mentioned earlier, how many times do I need to read the same news headlines on the same day Uh, in order to be informed? I mean, am I really being informed if I'm just looking at the headlines or skimming the first paragraph or two of of a couple of articles? Or am I using that as an excuse to take part in this mindless activity? You know, and if so, why? What am I procrastinating about? What am I busying myself away from? Um, How much of the random information that I am consuming from blogs or, or websites is useful to me right now? And again, how much of it is busy work or procrastination? So how, how and what we consume in terms of information is an input that really requires thought and will look different for every individual as to how much is enough and whether it's having a positive or a negative impact on you and your life. Now, attached to the idea, to the, to the input of technology is the input of work outside of work hours answering emails out, uh, after hours, checking your inbox before you're out of bed or before breakfast every day, um, these things are enormous inputs and they, they really do take a toll on your time. And I, I think it's worth considering what that toll is and what your life might look like if you created boundaries around those behaviours as well and protected time outside of work for outside-of-work pursuits, outside-of-work values, um, you know, I think that, that tech has allowed us to, to believe that getting on top of emails before we leave uh, for work is a, a, an effective and an efficient use of our time, whereas I actually think an effective and an efficient use of our time would be to recharge and replenish ourselves in other areas of life and then when we're at work to be recharged and replenished and to fully tilt in to this idea of work, to this idea of work, to fully tilt in to work not that it's an idea. Um, and you know, and really be present in that. Of course, the flip side being that we need to be present in other things when we're not at work. So I think that the idea of work outside of work hours is another input that needs, um, needs some reflection. So therefore inputs, not an exhaustive list by any means, but the key in managing our inputs and therefore managing our time and our energy Is boundaries as I mentioned creating boundaries around your time and energy which keep these inputs manageable and I think when they're manageable when we feel again when we feel in control when we recognize that we're making choices around these these areas of our life it removes that franticness that can come when you feel like everything is piling on um, you know at all times of day and night and you don't necessarily feel like you have any control so the, the, the important thing with boundaries is not only to define them for yourself and work out ways of communicating those boundaries, but also learning to defend them. Because if you don't defend them, I can guarantee you that no one else will on your behalf. So in short, if you want more time in your days more time to focus on the things that are important to you, more time to start um, creating opportunities to live in alignment with the values you looked at last week, you need to manage your inputs. And this week's exercise is a series of questions which um, you can then follow up with a a personal experiment for the week. So this is where the data from your screen time apps is a great starting point. So make a list of all of the inputs from your phone. So uh, which news websites did you visit? Which other websites did you visit and for how long each week? What about social media apps? Which ones do you use and how many hours a week did you use them for? If there is anything significant in your other browsing history, you know, how how much of that was necessary, how much of it was mindless, how much of it is useful in any kind of capacity and how much of it is doing kind of Buzzfeed quizzes. Um, then look at other, other areas of your, your week. Like TV, um, watching movies, YouTube, reading, podcasts, magazines, TV news, news websites, current affairs shows, late night TV, Netflix, all of these things. And just list them. Again, not censoring them, not judging yourself for them. Just listing them as inputs and acknowledging that they are things that are taking time and attention and energy. Um, Because I think the key thing here is to not judge yourself in, um, in, in any of these. I watch Netflix, I find it an incredibly relaxing way to unwind at the end of the day to watch an episode or two of a show that I really like. That's not the problem, because that is a mindful choice, that's an intentional choice. Perhaps some of these, for, these are for you as well. Um, but at the moment we're not judging any of that, we're just making a list of the inputs and seeing how we feel when we see them laid out like that. Once you've got that list, I'd like you to put a tick beside any of those that you feel are working for you. As I said, Netflix works for me, providing I don't spend 16 hours a day on it Um, and then put a star beside any of those that feel like they're in alignment with your values in any kind of way. Perhaps some of the YouTube videos that you watch are uh, tutorials for a hobby that you're pursuing in alignment with your values. Maybe you want to live a creative life, or maybe you're looking to one of your values is an environmental um, activism. And you're watching YouTube videos on how to upcycle things in your home or zero waste YouTube videos, you know, similarly zero waste profiles on social media. I mean, those things are in alignment with your why and it's okay to to spend time doing them. It's not again, it's not about demonizing all social media or demonizing all time spent watching YouTube. It's about figuring out what of that is working for you in alignment with your your values and then circle any of those that aren't working for you in a positive way any that leave you feeling negative drained pessimistic overwhelmed exhausted Uh, anything that leaves you comparing yourself particularly in an unfavorable fashion or you know feeling vaguely competitive with um with people on social media for example just start to Highlight those ones and and perhaps jot down next to them the emotion that is that it brings out in you uh, and why it's why it's a negative thing for you, why it's not working for you very well. Then choose one, just one of those inputs that you circled, one of the ones that is not working for you in a positive way and write it in the middle of a blank piece of paper and then brainstorm ways of reducing it. For example, if it's Instagram, just as a whole, you don't walk away from using Instagram feeling good in any capacity. You walk away feeling drained or less than, or, you know, pessimistic or or bad about yourself in some way. You could set up a screen time limit of 30 minutes a day. Um, Or if you find the news headlines too depressing, set up a website blocker like freedom so that you can no longer visit those websites. Similarly, if it's your phone use in general, that is, uh, you know, that's causing you to feel, out of control, feel like you don't have enough time, feel like you're making lots of mindless choices. Set up an experiment for a week where you switch it off at 7pm every night and only turn it back on once you've had breakfast and give yourself maybe 12 hours of, of phone free time every day. Or if that doesn't work for you, create a ritual where you take 24 hours off all of social media or off all of unnecessary phone use every weekend from, Uh, you know, 12 p.m. on Saturday to 12 p.m. to 12 p.m. Sunday and see if that works for you. Uh, You could delete Instagram if that's your kryptonite and delete it for, for the weekend and just see, again, how that makes you feel. I think the point is to experiment with these inputs to see if you can reduce or even remove them from your life and create more space and time for things that matter. So brainstorm all of those ideas. I mean, get creative, get... Get, get big with the idea, get little with the idea and, and start to feel what, what may or may not work for you. And remember that experiments are a really fun, playful, curiosity-based way of um, coming up with solutions. So once you've, you've done that, just choose one of those experiments and apply it for the week. Just go into it knowing that it's about getting playful and curious. And it's not some horrible challenge that's meant to make you feel bad or feel like you're missing out. Now, I'm not going to offer solutions to all of these input issues um, in this lesson because there would be too many and the lesson would go for hours. But what I have done is included some suggestions in this week's worksheets, which you can download below. So if you get stuck, download the worksheets and use one of the ideas listed there. And as always, there's a daily observation prompt that I've created for this week. And I'd really encourage you to make space for it whenever you can. If that's every day, wonderful. It can be for a couple of minutes every day, or if it's you know an evening journaling session where you jot down a couple of lines about it, that will also work. Uh, but if you can't, if you if you don't have the capacity to create a ritual around it, I just encourage you to um, make space for this observation in your own awareness this week. And it's simply to um, choose one input into your life of the list that we've worked through today. It can be a different one every day, or it can be the same. It doesn't matter. And simply observe how you feel after you've spent time on that input or in that input, you know, what were you doing? Were you reading the newspaper? Were you on social media? Were you flicking through, um, you know, Reddit or YouTube, or did you find yourself deep in a, a rabbit hole of some description? Um, What information were you absorbing in that time what did it make you feel upon doing it and then upon finishing it and were you more content afterwards or less content why were you doing it were you doing it out of boredom habit expectation or because you were looking for specific information or a specific feeling how would you feel if you removed that input from your life completely would you feel relieved would you feel bereft would you feel At a loss, would you feel fearful of what you'd discover about yourself as a result? I think you can use this this observation prompt as motivation to make further changes or do more experiments as time progresses. Um, Or as a good place to return to once the retreat's over as well and you're looking for some more changes to make. So I would definitely encourage you to to make one change to this input in your life uh, and wait until that change... Has been absorbed into your life and has become your new normal. But over the coming months and even years, as you continue to slow down and reevaluate what life, what slow living looks like for you and how to make space for those things that are important, uh, come back to this list, come back to this exercise repeatedly, you know, once a month or once a quarter, and ask yourself what input you'd like to um, reevaluate this time and then one change that you would like to we'd like to make and, and experiment with and uh, it's a really simple and effective way of making gradual changes that stick now there's a lot of juicy stuff there um, in this week's lesson so I hope you can spend some time thinking on it now as always questions or feedback from this week's lesson um, that you'd like discussed in the call like happy to answer questions happy to to walk through uh, you know your experiment if you've been able to identify one experiment that you'd like to to try out this week send it through to uh to me at hello at slowyourhome.com and if you can send that through by wednesday night your time i'll be able to discuss it in our friday video call which is on fridays at 10 a.m of course now um i think that's it for the week i will see you on friday hopefully and of course if you've got any problems or questions just send me an email and i will speak to you soon